Welcome to episode number 9. How are you? Hey Manish, how are you? How are you doing, bro? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Couldn't be better. That's good. That's good. How things with you? What's up? How, what are you doing on the weekend? Uh just a lazy weekend, much needed lazy weekend. Um but uh, you know, I love uh, going out for for brunch and lunch on Friday, so that's what I did yesterday. Uh, and then today just been, you know, just catching up with uh with some friends and uh it's been a chill weekend so far. How about you? interesting uh yes my wife's birthday is coming up on 10th of july so so i'm in service of majesty basically we were just moving around shopping stuff and a lot of stuff man clothes and gadgets and decor and sofa and uh, so that's why i called you and i said we'll start a little late but uh, but just doing up the house doing up a little bit of my office and and her birthday Uh, being planned and all, so that's what that's what's going on. But exciting! That's cute. That's cute. That's good, bro. So, what are we talking about today? Today's topic is inflation, uh, and inflation hedges, and and what really is inflation is the goal. Um, a lot of people I feel don't really get the idea behind inflation, uh, or yeah, people don't even care, uh. and you know i i i see it and and i kind of i think that a lot of people don't care because it's just it it doesn't when it gets to an extreme level then people care and i'll give you an example of this uh which is so i studied uh for a month in russia um and actually there was a cohort of people that I, that gets sent by my university to study in Russia, China and India but this happens every year and the year i went to russia the cohort that went in the previous year um the ruble the russian ruble to the dollar was double or perhaps 50% more than what we had so things were 50% cheaper Uh, roughly i mean accounting for some you know again inflation which we'll get to but 50% cheaper than than when they were there um and i mean we were eating in the nicest i mean i, 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 I i'm telling you like probably moscow's top 3 best restaurants i was eating like a steak a starter a, two glasses of wine and it and, was like and, and it dollars like you know i'm sitting on like the highest point of moscow yeah. like this is really the best place you could dine and yeah. and enjoy yourself and it wouldn't pinch um but I, I, that's not good but at the same time but at the same time i guess people in russia would be absolutely so so they you know impacted exactly severely. and and you get and for for good reason they're they're worried uh because this kind of transitions well into like what really is inflation correct so you have inflation which is essentially the general rising of prices um for all kind of goods and services that are consumed in a country um on a periodic basis so central banks um like the fed in the us or the um the central bank of india 
uh, or the Reserve Bank of, sorry, what's the one in the Royal Bank of Scotland, I think is, no, Royal Bank of Scotland is an actual bank. Um, but the Bank of Japan, for instance, the Bank of England, um, these are all central banks for countries and their primary goal is to control inflation, right? Um And they measure it on what is essentially a basket of goods. This basket of goods, in 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 to put it into simple terms, uh, they 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 survey people around them. They go into each house and ask people what they consume. They build this basket of goods based on what is most consumed, and track the basket of goods and the prices within this basket of goods gradually. Um, And so, yeah, their goal is to make sure this doesn't get too high because what happens when it gets too high is you, you, you have income inequality, you have the poorer people cannot afford basic things. I mean, if you guys, at least I remember, I think two years ago or three years ago, my dad used to be like a NDTV fanatic um, which is one of India's TV channels. And it was just massive news that like onions become 120 rupees or something per kilo. And I was like, yes, you know, I remember. this never yeah. really hit me. Um, until that point, I was like, what is the big deal? So what if onions are 120 rupees? But like, if you look at 120 rupees for a lot of people, is not a big deal. But you have to play the game of masses, right? The mass population of India cannot afford to be eating um, a kilo of onions that cost 120 rupees. And I actually did, I actually went to Lulu, which is a supermarket store over here. And it was cheaper here than it was in India, uh, which, which kind of goes to show that, uh, that, uh, you know, they were really facing a crisis. And in a nutshell, governments want to avoid too much inflation. And you, and and the reason we want to talk about this is you as a as as a human being as an investor as whatever you want to call yourself you should take some actions or some steps um to kind of hedge from hedge for this risk jay just in support of what you said uh, why is it even important that we are covering inflation Absolutely. purely because it's like an invisible cost and, you know, Jay spoke about from a government's point of view, they wouldn't want citizens to incur an invisible cost. All right. Same way, all of us, uh, you know, also wouldn't want to incur a cost and not even being aware of it, you know, because it's just like it's like a double whammy. I'll give you an example. When I did MBA in India, my cost, Jay, you'll be surprised, was 60,000 rupees. Now, 60,000 rupees, all right, was affordable even my, when my mom and dad were struggling financially in fact my mom and dad couldn't even afford that i took the money from my cousins but my cousins could give me that money because sixty thousand wasn't a lot of money today the same course exactly the same goes mms finance is mm-hmm. going for 18 lakh rupees if you actually multiply that is technically 30 times which means the cost of mba has gone up 30 times but has the salary level gone up 30 times in india no i still have I still have friends working for 30, 40,000 rupees a month. Uh, e- let's say even a lakh rupees a month. Even if I say two lakhs a month, when I was 
doing MBA, people were working for 25-30 thousand rupees. Today it's gone to 2 lakhs. Technically it's gone 6 times. So income on a general level would have grown 6 times. Absolutely. But the MBA cost has gone up 30 times. That That is how inflation can screw up finances of people because, because your income just won't keep up with the increase in cost of goods that you purchase and consume. And, and it hurts because you won't be able to afford a good quality education for your kids. You won't be able to afford quality medical facilities for families. Yes, and, and put another way, you know, actually, I, I put this on my Instagram and, and it actually garnered a lot of interest a while ago, which was talking about how, you know, it, it, interest rates, right? It may seem very complicated, but really what it is, it's the cost of borrowing. And the when the, the central banks last year kept lowering interest rates to the point where the cost of borrowing was almost free. And you had something which was real interest rates, which is the cost of borrowing, let's say, being 0.1%, while inflation in the country was, for lack of a better numerical example, let's say 1%. So really, you're losing money, literally losing money, by keeping money in your bank account. And guys, this is not like a theoretical scenario. People in Switzerland, people in Japan go through this on a daily basis. So Japanese banks charge people to have money in their bank account. And you as an investor need to be mindful of this because what is happening when you just have $100,000 hypothetically parked in your bank account if the cost of living consistently goes up by 2% every year, your $100,000 is not growing. You're losing 2% every year, technically. And that needs to be fully understood because you don't want to be, at the very least, losing 2% for no fault of your own, right? Uh, this is That $100,000 should be parked in a, in a manner at least... Even if it's a safety reserve that you want to keep, that safety reserve should be put into something that can be met when a crisis occurs or whatever happens, but it shouldn't be eroded. And 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 that's really what we kind of wanted to talk about today. And, and uh, it is very important uh, purely because we talk about uh, saving expenses and saving fees and uh, stuff, but but sometimes implicit Absolutely. costs are equally important. Sometimes more important because you're just so blind to it. You won't even realize how it hits you. Like Warren Buffett always says that inflation and the government, okay, which is which is going to ensure that you just don't land up enjoying the returns you feel in your portfolio. Even if you made 15% returns on your portfolio, you feel good because nominally your money has grown. But what if the inflation in your country has also grown by 15% technically in one year? Your hundred thousand dollar became one hundred fifteen thousand dollars, but the but the cost of your of your your living cost or your lifestyle cost also went up fifteen percent. Exactly, Technically, you didn't land exactly. making any money. I mean, that that's that's what's in 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 analytical uh, you know fields. It's called real returns, uh, which is technically a topic. Don't want to get into it, but simplistically, you got to beat inflation, and it becomes important for you to not erode absolutely your capital gains. i mean and, and if we just kind of transition that i want to use a couple i want to make this like a real world i want to use some real world scenarios let's take venezuela for an ex, as an example last year 
So the Venezuelan stock market, just like what Manish was saying, again, I don't have maybe the most accurate figures, but let's, I think it was around 40% is what the Venezuelan stock market did. But really, nobody is talking about Venezuela's stock market because they didn't really make 40%. The currency depreciated more than 40%, which meant that on a real basis, like what Manish was saying, you actually didn't make money had you been invested in the Venezuelan stock market. But more importantly, this Venezuelan issue, the Lebanese issue, you know, the Lebanese pound basically lost its peg. Currencies... Um, and, and I, and I, and I tell my colleagues, I tell my friends, uh, you know, that there's something that I really love that I, that it's a CFA level three topic that a lot of people hate, but I love, it's called the carry trade. Um, but we don't have to get into that, but it's essentially talking about the volatility of a currency or the, the ability of somebody to borrow in one country and invest in another country at a higher rate. And I always think this topic fascinated me because it was all about, okay, why can't I just borrow in US dollars or dirhams at 3% and invest in India where they're giving me 10%. And, you know, my parents, uh, all of these, a lot of Indian families and Indian people around me kept making it seem like this was like, you're a fool if you didn't do it kind of a situation. Um, but it's very important to understand that that scenario and i tell people that if you understand the carry trade which in turn is understanding the the power of currency the power of inflation it explains every single social economic and political problem that exists in the world guys um it has a much much deeper meaning than just investing um it, which which this podcast won't be able to you know absolutely it's, it's not we're not we're not here to go there but uh, but if but a, a currency losing value is just if you think of the consequences guys imagine waking up every day we're talking about losing three percent in a year imagine this the people in venezuela or people in lebanon losing like 50 percent every day now, how pissed off would you be? Yeah. And, and, and Jay, it's, yeah, happened, it's, happened it's happened in Germany. Germany also. This kind of hyperinflation has happened in, in developed markets also. So, so no, no country, country is immune to it. Absolutely. To it. And it's very, very... And, and guys, there's... Okay, we're, we're here to kind of tell you how to protect. But if you just think of the consequences of that, right? You had riots, you had wars, you had... Uh, political overthrows. You had, you have looting, yeah, looting because you te technically your money has become worthless. So, so your money has become worthless. People are angry. People are pissed off. Um, and it just it has a chain of consequences that end up occurring. In fact, you know, I I was just reading about the American Revolution also, uh, and so much of. Uh, the wars that happened between Britain and America early days also happened because uh, Britain wanted taxes to be paid in British pounds, all right, in their currency, whereas Americans were finding it too expensive to pay. And that is when ultimately resulted into a revolution because they just didn't want to pay in British pounds, all right. So 
because the treasury over there wasn't earning enough money to pay that kind of taxes at the same time around the country. I'm, I'm like yeah. going hundreds of years back. So as Jay said, it results into wars, loots, issues, inflation uh, has, has a lot of bearing. And that is as the central bank of countries uh, looks very keenly, very, very keenly. Why do you think they make statements on a regular basis that inflation is under control? We are targeting inflation. They don't want it to go out of hand because if it goes out of hand, exactly. then the whole economy goes out of whack. And that is why they've got to be very careful about, uh, about, about inflation numbers on a very regular basis. Very, they watch it I very, mean, very close. Uh, there's no point in me repeating that. But I mean, if you, the US uh, uh, government, I mean, the US uh, uh, Fed puts out these numbers, I think, on a weekly basis. So uh, these numbers are really watched yeah. Yeah. with a very close lens. Um, so, yeah. Whatever we said is on a macro level, all right? So let's get into your portfolio. Let's get into what applies to you uh, and uh, what is applicable to you. And, and the most important thing is that you got to be able to earn returns over and above inflation. And if you're able to do that successfully, then you're making real returns, which means your in investment portfolio will grow net of all expenses or net of, uh, you know, your cost. Mm -hmm. and, and that is what you actually want. All right. So that you're not depleting. And, and that is where inflation hedges comes in. All right. So, so the inflation hedge. All right. Uh, what, what do you think people use uh, as inflation hedge? I, I, and I think people do it unconsciously. I don't think they, they do it very consciously or thoughtfully, but even unconsciously. Have you seen people using certain investments or certain things they do and thinking that it's protecting them for future? You know, some people invest in a way today hoping that tomorrow it will cover my future. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I think that, uh, that uh, a lot of people put their money into deposits, um, earning, let's say, two or three percent um for a period of time six months or a year and they just think that because it's earning three percent that'll cover uh, my expenses come a year but that's not f necessarily hedging your risk because if you think about the fact the fact that perhaps if the standard of living or the cost of living goes up by five or six percent Again, coming back to the real quote-unquote case, you're actually losing 3% by putting overall. Um, but I I think, I, I spoke about this last time a little bit and I, and I want to touch on it again. In terms of more real inflation hedges, you know, Manisha, I was thinking a lot about why our Indian parents and our Desi parents kind of uh, nail in this idea of a house and gold if you if you if you want to get married by the way guys in india you need to have a house or gold or both and a lot of it um but it 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 made me start thinking why this happens and i realized that it's because you know in india inflation has been six or seven percent for god knows how long but every year for the longest time and really, unconsciously, people have put their money into assets that tend to be inflation hedges, if you think about it, right? Gold is is arguably the, the world's 
most favored inflation hedge real estate because it's it's got competition now but till date it's just yeah centuries old it's a century old inflation hedge yes bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and silver and 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 there's a lot of asset classes that can that 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 exist but but we're talking precious metals here generally um and then real estate because logically basically basically all those things jay is referring to grows in yes. value as the economy grows so that's why real estate that's why gold that's why precious commodities these will grow in value as economy grows and and the demand for this is sky high like lumber prices right now in us has gone through the roof shipping shipping uh, cost today has gone through the roof because there's just so much demand and it just it just the supply is not there and that's why the prices have Absolutely. been at all well time high yes. in a way I, I, exactly and and you have these real assets that um kind of tend to be um favored in times of inflation because logically if you think about it guys like a like a house for instance um the 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 rent gets reset every year and because you have that ability to reprice the rent as a landowner it acts as an inflation hedge um and and that is obviously in cases of hyperinflation it may not necessarily be the best hedge uh but in cases of hyperinflation again gold and and tangible goods like precious metals that hold their value act as the best inflation hedge um and and that really was also the 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 cause for the rise or the need for crypto um chamath himself kept referring to issues in venezuela brazil when he kept speaking of the case for crypto that's again a different topic of conversation but the point being you need to have an understanding of inflation hedges and depending on where you are in the world uh you need to allocate towards these inflation hedges how much we'll get into later but yes but just in in addition to the real estate inflation hedge jay said over here also it become very important not just to blindly invest in real estate hoping it's a inflation hedge purely because what if what if there's a property supply glut today when i told you the shipping prices have gone up it's because there's a there's a supply scarcity but what if you're buying a property where there's just unlimited production of homes or unlimited number of homes is coming in the market and there's just no demand and then technically it will not be an inflation hedge it will crash in value like dubai jay we i bought a house 12 years back it's not inflated in it, 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 it it's in fact gone 50% lower purely Absolutely. because of the supply glut but yes if i would have bought a house in bombay where there's no land to build all right then it would have given me a pretty good inflation hedge purely because it has grown in value multifold yes. in the last 12 years so i picked up a property in bombay and i picked up a property in dubai at the same time one has gone up more than 200% and one has gone down 50% so inflation hedge cannot be blindly uh, invested into because because people because on on a general level on a, uh, you know it is a good inflation hedge but you got to also understand is there scarcity uh is that resource going to be scarce if the economy continues growing so that that becomes a little important to become more thoughtful Correct. about how you're investing 
Okay, maybe, maybe, maybe there was a time when people would say, I'm investing, I'm making 10%, I'm happy. No, but 10% net of taxes, net of inflation becomes very, very important to understand. So, so yes, property makes a good inflation hedge, but got to be careful around it. Gold is a decent inflation hedge. Not the only inflation hedge, but yes, it's a decent inflation hedge. But what are the other, other inflation hedges? Jay, I think equity, yeah. not I think, I'm, I'm sure equity is a great inflation hedge for people to invest. So, I mean, uh, uh, it with equities, you know, it kind of, with stocks, it kind of depends on the type of equities. Uh, in fact, uh, Ashwat Damodaran, who is a legend within the world of investing, uh, put out a beautiful sort of PDF uh, or a presentation or PowerPoint. Don't quote me on this, but talk. He, he would have done all three. Probably done all, all three. three together, He's a professor actually, right? at NYU yeah. Stern. Um, but the he spoke of which equities actually make the best inflation hedge because not all equities act as inflation hedges. Um, and in in a to put it to break it down simply, it's in it's equities that can. That 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 are able to pass on this these rising costs to the customer more so or actually benefit from it, right? So so like you know if you talk about let's say um, let's say Disney, yeah, I mean can pass on the generally pricing. you would you would you would more likely talk about commodity producers. So miners are actually like the the number one winners. Um, when it comes to when it comes to this but more more generally if you think about it like you have disney's you have the you have the streaming services anything that is a subscription based model that there's pricing flexibility coupled with uh, you know uh, actual uh, goods that are produced such as like tomatoes for instance right where the general prices are still going to go higher it's not like because the prices are going higher people are buying less tomatoes people still need tomatoes in their diet and so the demand for tomatoes is not really changing because the prices have gone up um but on an overall level on an absolute level the profits of this company is going is 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 rising with um you know the general price level of um of goods in 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 the country yeah like apple you look at apple has all the pricing power in the world they price their phones at obnoxious 1000 to 1500 dollars a phone it's insane when in a world we live in where you can have a phone an android phone for 100 dollars you have a company that charges you $1,500 $1, and in spite of COVID has given the maximum number of sales. People are crazy about this product. So a company that can pass on the increase in cost to, to its customers makes a good inflation hedge. That's where brands uh, like these that have that pricing power or monopoly uh, becomes very, very handy or they have a control over supply as jay spoke about gold miners they have control over the supply of these commodities they also land up benefiting so those equities land up becoming a good inflation hedge not all the equities because because some equities who cannot pass on the higher in cost to their customers will lose sales which means their profits will go down and their equity value will also go down exactly exactly any any other inflation hedge uh i mean in within the fixed income space you know it's very 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 it's a complex world that is built around inflation and interest rates. We don't have to get in there. 
But yes, you have treasury uh, inflation protected securities tips as they like to call it. Yeah, we don't we don't have a we don't have at it in many countries, but in US is definitely there. Yes, so US has tips. Um and and it becomes very important also to kind of talk about uh you know when you when you for some people listening your employers maybe have uh you know pension plans for you um or some sort of saving i know for one of my for one of my friends she's recently moved jobs and I'm not going to name the company but it's a very prominent company in the world and this company gives her stock um and i was just telling her you know you need to be mindful of is 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 it wise to have it's probably one of the best stocks to own in the world but is it wise to work for a company and have the stock of this company especially do you want to put all your eggs in that basket what you need to have kind of like a rainy day scenario a lot of investors don't think of a rainy day um and especially when it comes to things like inflation which could lead to hyperinflation inflation uh, on a normal kind of 5 6% doesn't really pinch your pocket but when things go out of control um things could turn very sour so it, it it helps to understand where your money is put for the long term and allocate a certain percentage of your income to kind of just be there like you want if you if let's say for instance you you think uh the right amount is perhaps $100,000 out of your 5 million dollar portfolio that $100,000 today should translate to at least $100,000 worth of uh money that can be spent perhaps 20 to 30 years down the line that it shouldn't become less than $500,000 and the rest of the portfolio is there to grow more than that $500,000 in in real actual current terms if that makes sense absolutely and another uh, inflation hedge uh, i i won't say effective because it's very early in its innings uh, maybe the first innings or second innings in a in a in a nine inning match let's say all right uh, is is crypto now if i was to just refer bitcoin uh, it, it is considered as as a hedge in in case inflation goes out of whack and results into a a, a lot of economic challenges uh with with the us dollar and that is a basic premise or that is one of the narratives i won't say it's a basic premise but it's one of the narratives around digital gold though it has many many uh, use case applications which are being worked upon uh, but yes it it also is considered as an inflation hedge but can't say effective or not but yes if if inflation does go out of hand uh, it could have a value if it's there in your portfolio so these are the effective ones now the ineffective ones uh, i think i think we refer to deposits we refer to wrong property investments like yours truly has done any other ineffective uh, hedge even land jay i see so many people in dubai already being pitched land for 4 lakh rupees there are there are companies i don't want to name them but there are companies that that just do cold calls after cold calls for selling parcels of land in the remotest corners of india Uh, same thing has happened in dubai where people have been sold land in ajman and where not again land if it's scarce in supply 
you're getting at a prime location it could protect you but if you're buying the remotest of places then you just have to hope one day that place gets developed and there's another fool you could pass it on to yeah i mean that that becomes more of just a poor investment versus a poor inflation investment um but i agree i agree in generally we would we we could argue that that land and and property is a good inflation hedge but i think it 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 like manish was saying it's you, you need to be fully aware of the kind of property the kinds of property you're buying even within real estate you know prop buying a luxury property may not necessarily be the best inflation hedge um so understanding fully the 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 purpose of that and then i mean i want to finally kind of transition into how much of the port your portfolio should be towards an inflation hedge you know um we all get the importance of an inflation hedge uh but but really i think the big question is how much should be allocated to the likes of whatever if we say it's gold or if we say it's real estate or if we say whatever we want to be the inflation hedge uh how much should be allocated uh to this inflation hedge and I, and I'll and I'll perhaps start this off manish by by talking about a spectrum i think that spectrum lies between two kinds of people the first kind of person is somebody who lives in the uae who you know it's pegged it's a very safe peg to the us dollar the f- movement of currency is minimal uh, the chances of extreme inflations are extremely low but on the other end of the spectrum you have the the case i mentioned to in about russia even turkey i when i went there last year on a vacation sorry two years ago now uh the, these these countries where the people have to deal with inflation on a much much more larger grander scale where it's worrying um i mean these people you know as, as soon as people in russia earn money they immediately convert it to another currency so that's how much of a worry inflation and currency plays on these people's minds guys um and and the same thing with turkey i mean a a a donor shop or a shawarma shop accepts both the turkish lira and the us dollar um because they they're going to at the end of the day exchange the turkish lira for us dollars um because they they don't want to hold this currency so how much to hedge really depends on where you lie uh, along that spectrum it's a complicated spectrum but it's important to place yourself on it i think yeah and and i'll just comment on that uh, purely because when inflation goes out of control only in rare cases we've seen it turn into a beast which is just not controllable like venezuela that we were speaking about but many a times uh, it is a cycle uh could be anywhere between 2 years to 7 years in, inside of which countries have been able to bring inflation under control uh and eventually you know uh, uh the cycle the, the inflation numbers drop and the equity start moving because it's a cycle in most cases barring very few exceptional cases but because it's a cycle you you got to understand one thing that your portfolio will correct when when an inflation scenario occurs all right but you need 
to have some kind of returns happening in your portfolio for that two to three years or four years that your portfolio will be affected because of inflation going out of control. That is why the inflation hedge shouldn't be a huge chunk of your portfolio. For some people, it is less than 5%. For some people, it is around 10 to 15%. Uh, again, very rarely, Jay, correct me if I'm wrong. Very rarely have I seen more than 15% plus in a portfolio, which is an inflation hedge. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. So, so why do you keep an inflation hedge in your portfolio? So that you have some asset, all right, that gives you returns even in the in the worst case scenario, all right? And and when it gives you returns, that positive returns has a psychic benefit to you purely because you have some portion of your portfolio working for you. It can be in cash. It can, like I'll give you an example. When, when COVID crash happened, this is again just uh, an example which will be important to understand. When COVID crash happened, there were massive margin calls, which means there was a there was there was requirement of liquidity, and many uh, companies and in, investors did not have did not have liquidity when the markets were tanking in March 2020. They landed up selling whatever asset was giving them returns. Gold was sold, Bitcoin was sold, and it was sold heavily so that people generated enough cash to take care of their margin calls or to to keep enough buffer cash in their companies which which just completely vanished yeah so so it helps as a psychic benefit to having an inflation edge it will uh you 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 work on it today so that it's there okay. for you when you need it you know that's the beauty of it that's why between five to fifteen percent is a decent allocation in a portfolio for that absolutely agreed so that's about the you know portion of of inflation hedging and uh, if you look at it we've covered Jay, quite a bit of what yeah. we did want to talk about you know so so it's pretty interesting you have these simple topics uh, like inflation uh, or, or, or all the topics that we talk about uh, these are simple topics they actually sound simple but they are not they, they are pretty uh, complicated and invisible in their own way Absolutely. And it, but it, uh, the goal is just to kind of help understand it at least a little better. Going into a lot of depth may add value, but it's it's something that, you know, it should be saved for another time. You know, it'll 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 it it takes a lot of research, takes a lot of time to put out a lot of information that I, I think doesn't add as as a second layer of more value than what we've covered. So I think this is a great starting point. It just helps trigger what what we wanted to kind of speak of. Um, and yeah. Yeah. And just in case, if any of the listeners are wondering, you know, since you spoke about inflation, why haven't we covered deflation? Uh, that's That deserves a podcast on its own. Uh, and maybe we should because because technology has has created a massive deflationary force around the world. Like a television set used to cost X earlier. Now it's costing less than half of X compared to 10 years back. You have so many goods which are so cheap, like like uh, calling. I remember in India when it was launched, I think it was 32 rupees a minute. Yeah. Uh, now it is less than 10 rupees a minute. So So deflation... I think we'll do a talk, we'll do a we'll do a podcast session on it one day. But it is very important that you understand deflation also and how to benefit from it. Absolutely. Uh, if it does that, De deflation basically would mean that your currency is valuable more one year later. Inflation means your currency is valuable less one year later. 
Correct. Deflation would mean that your currency is valuable more one year later. So how could you benefit out of it? Uh, and and is it actually happening? I mean, it'll be interesting to cover that. Like, it's, it's kind of we spoke we spoke about it a little bit. You know, like what I was saying in terms of Switzerland and Japan. It's real world scenarios where people have their money in deposits and actually lose money. Um, but yes, it's worth going into a little more detail. Um, like Manish said, you know, just my TV point, I feel like every everybody just can buy an 85-inch TV now. It's become like the new normal. Yeah, it's not even a luxury status or luxury symbol anymore. It's like, yeah, cool. So, so no big deal. Yeah. So, yes, I guess this is where we'll we'll call it off uh we'll call it a day in a way and uh, and leave you with enough enough material to to think about uh, and, and maybe maybe it's a, it's a good place for you to look at your portfolio and ask yourself are you covering inflation is your return ajay i've also seen many times people have portfolios but they don't land up assessing returns on the portfolio like like a fund manager is used to because he has to report to the public. But I really think any of you who have portfolios, it is so important to ask yourself, what has been my returns? Mm-hmm. And if you can track that for yourself, maybe then you can ask yourself, but has it beaten inflation? It's a, it's a thoughtful exercise to involve yourself with. Then you will start really thinking about your money in a very smart manner. It's very easy to invest money. But actually to make money through your investment, it's a very smart game to be in. And, and everyone doesn't do it. They may, they may have an illusion that they're earning money, but but a thoughtful investor would assess his returns, match it with inflation and see what's happening. What say, Jay? Agreed. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And, and, you, have, and you have amazing platforms today. Yeah? Coifin allows you to build a portfolio for yourself. Interactive Brokers allows you to build a portfolio for yourself. Uh uh, you know, you, you have dummy portfolios you could build. Uh, if you have an actual investment portfolio, that itself will tell you what the returns are. But uh, yeah, we encourage you to do that. Yeah, Absolutely. I agree. So that's it from us, guys. Wishing you a fantastic... Great week ahead. Yeah, great week ahead. And uh, and Jay, wishing you a fantastic, lazy, lazy Saturday yes. before you start yes. the grind again Just tomorrow. enjoying the last couple of hours. Indeed. Our, our Wagamama treat is still pending. I, I got to treat Jay for something. I hope we get some time this week to do that. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised to know, guys. Jay and I live opposite to each other on the same street. It, it's not a street, like the main road of Dubai. <laughs> Bang opposite to each other. But we rarely get to meet each other. Yeah, we get so Funny. consumed in work. But uh, but yeah, we, we should. We should for sure. So guys, that's it from us. Have a, have a great evening ahead. Take care, guys.